Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for joining me for this conversation. I pray that you and your family are doing well and that you are being blessed by each episode ODC Ministries podcast produces. Today, I want to have a conversation with you about the danger of comparing yourself to others. We live in a social media crazed society where many people are finding their value and their identity through their profiles on social media platforms. The invention of Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, and other social media platforms has caused this generation to be obsessed with what is being posted on their pages. Most of them do all they can to project a positive image of themselves to their friends and their followers. They will literally take a picture 10 times with different filters in order to project the perfect image. They will rewrite posts and edit them time and time again in order to ensure that the message that they are saying or sharing is perfect. And many people, as they go up and down their news feed on social media platforms, and they see what's going on in other people's lives. They see these pictures that have been taken multiple times in order to project perfection. They see these messages that have been edited to make sure that one only projects a positive image of themselves and only shares what is good in their lives. Not necessarily the truth, because as we know, a picture can say a thousand words. But pictures can also say a thousand lies. But many people will begin to look at what other people are posting and walk away discouraged, walk away saddened and teetering on depression because they began to compare what's going on in their lives with what their friends are projecting through social media. I mean, you sit there, you're happy with your life. Everything's going well. You're having a good day. And then suddenly you stroll down Facebook and your friend got engaged. And now you are disgruntled because you've been waiting on Prince Charming to come and get on one knee for you. Or perhaps you're strolling down and then someone says they have a new car and it is the car that you always wanted car that you have envisioned yourself driving in and you're not jealous of that person having the vehicle but you're just wondering you know when is my season going to come or maybe you just stroll down and suddenly someone announces that they are with child and there you go again looking in the mirror and thinking about what you have envisioned your life to be like and how, at this time, you would have had the husband, the house, the wife, the house, the children, and a nice car, and this picture-perfect life. And now you have put together four different pictures from four different profiles that represent this perfect life that you had envisioned for yourself, and you began to compare where you are to where others seem to be. You know, this is very sad because the fact of the matter is no one's life is perfect 
and no one's life is exactly how they envisioned it, how they predicted it would unfold. And even though you may have some positive things going on in your life, positive things does not negate that there are some negative experiences going on as well. While there may be a moment of joy, be assured that everyone is experiencing that difficult moment, that trial, that tribulation, that loneliness, that sadness. Everyone is going through it, but because you are just caught up in what you see through your social media account, you begin to compare your life to someone else's life. Compare your life to your friend's life. And you begin to want to know why is this happening to them and why is it not happening to me? And then, God forbid, that someone comes to you and say, oh, such and such got this. When are you going to buy the house? When are you going to get married? When are y'all going to have some children? It just went from bad to worse because not only are you wrestling with your own perceptions of what you saw on social media, on Instagram, on Snapchat, on Facebook, but now you have to deal with that person in your life that you respect and love, who's also seen this image and is beginning to look at you and say, hey, what are you waiting on? When are you going to do this? When is this going to happen to you? And all of this has created a toxic environment where people are comparing themselves to other people based on a projected image of perfection that does not tell the totality of one's experience. And we began to get sad. We began to get melancholy and sometimes downright mad because we are comparing ourselves to other people. This is not God's will for you and I. For us to stroll through social media and see what's going on in other people's lives and try to compare ourselves. And it's also not God's will for us to go through social media, see what's going on in other people's lives, and then try to come up with a way to discredit what's going on in their life instead of simply being happy for them in that moment. God does not want us to live a life where we are constantly comparing ourselves to others. But this is not anything new. You know, the Apostle Paul did not have Facebook. He did not have Instagram. He did not have Snapchat. There was no profile. There was no internet. But every generation has dealt with the pressure of what it feels like to be compared to someone else as well as have been confronted with the reality that we oftentimes compare ourselves to others. Paul struggles with this because in a city like Corinth, where people are oftentimes taken by personality and by charisma, Paul has to deal with people at the church at Corinth who's oftentimes trying to demean his ministry because they're comparing Paul to other, quote, super apostles. Paul has founded the church in Corinth and done great work there. But people at Corinth had fallen in love with this very articulate, very smart, and 
dare I say, even nice looking man by the name of Apollos. And when Paul returns back to Corinth, people are comparing him to Apollos. They are saying, Paul, your writings are weighty. Your writings are heavy. You know, you're a good writer, Paul, but you can't speak like Apollos can. You know, no, Paul, you, you, you're smart, but you're not Apollos. You, you're not bad looking, but you're not Apollos. Why can't you be more like Apollos? If you can speak more like Apollos, people would follow you more. If you can speak more like Apollos, then you would have a larger following in the city. Why can't you just be more like Apollos? Let your rhetoric match your writing. And then, Paul, you will be the man. Just be more like him. But thank thee unto God, Paul had enough wisdom not to fall for this quitsand. Not to fall for this illusion. Not to get caught up in the trap of comparing himself to another person. Paul understands that God is able to use Apollos and God is able to use him. And God is able to get glory from both of their ministries. So there's no need for him to fall into the trap of comparing himself with this articulate, young, scholarly apostle, Apollos. Paul even tells them in 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 12, he says, not that we dare to classify or compare ourselves with someone, with some of those who are commending themselves. But when they measure themselves by one another, compare themselves with one another, they are without understanding. Paul is saying when you get caught up in this whole idea of comparing yourself to someone else, it really is a sign of ignorance. You just don't know any better. And here's what I want to share with you. There are three things that are dangerous about you and I comparing ourselves to other people. First, when we compare ourselves to others, we devalue our uniqueness. Do you know God only made one you? I mean, seriously, when God made you, he broke the mold. No one else has your personality. No one else has your fingerprints. No one else has your DNA no one else has your giftedness and no one else has been shaped by your experiences like you have. You are a unique, one-of-a-kind creation. And when we start to compare ourselves to other people, we are devaluing our uniqueness as if we are saying that we're not good enough. I want to tell you, beloved, today that you are somebody because you are made in the image of God and God only made one of you. Why would you dare try to be like someone else? Why would you dare compare yourself to someone else when literally you are one of a kind? Why would you compare yourself to someone else when there is no carbon copy of you in the universe? There's never been a you before, there's never be a you now, and there will never be another you in the future. You are very unique. And when we begin to compare ourselves to other people, 
when we compare ourselves to their giftedness, when we compare ourselves to their abilities, when we compare ourselves to what they may be doing in their lives, we oftentimes are devaluing our own uniqueness. God made you one of a kind. Be you. Because no one can beat you at being you. But I will guarantee that you will fail at attempting to be like someone else. When we compare ourselves to others, we devalue our uniqueness. But not only do we devalue our uniqueness, we doubt God's plan for our lives. Do you know God has a plan for you? Do you know that God has a purpose for you and that God is using everything that you are going through right now, the good and the bad, to prepare you for his purposes. That God is ultimately shaping you for what his plan is for your life. And sometimes God has to put you in a waiting period as a part of the preparation and the process for you to become who he has predestined for you to be. Have you ever considered that God has been setting you aside for a particular moment. And in that particular moment, all of the things that don't make sense, all of these different experiences that seem disjointed, God in that moment will bring everything together in a picturesque, perfect profile so that you can see that God has been working this thing out for your good and his glory all along. But when you begin to compare yourselves to others and when you begin to think about others' achievements or what may be going on in their lives as a benchmark for where you ought to be, you are doubting God's plan for your life. I have learned, beloved, that God has a plan for me. And I don't need to be disgruntled when I see someone else succeed. I don't have to be offended by someone else's promotion. I don't have to be taken back by someone else's blessings because I recognize that what God has for me, it is for me and in God's perfect time. He's going to work together all things for my good, the good and the bad. Even the times when I may have messed up, God will work even in my mistakes to bring about his perfect plan because he's a sovereign God that his will will be done in my life. And his will will also be done in your life. So when you begin to compare yourself to other people, it is you doubting God's plan for your life. Don't you know that God's plan for your life has been tailored for you? Not only are you a unique creation, but God has a unique plan. And I guarantee you that that plan is perfect for you. So there's no need for you to get bent out to shape about whatever is happening in someone else's life. God has a plan for you and he's preparing you for the promotion. He's preparing you for the job. He's preparing you for the relationship. He's preparing you for that moment. He's preparing you for his purpose for your life. So don't compare yourself with others because you are a unique creation. Don't compare yourself with others because God has a unique plan for your life. And then here's the last one. It's dangerous to compare yourself with others because when you compare yourself with others, you develop covetedness, jealousy, envy. These are deadly sins. In fact, the Bible tells us when God gives the Ten Commandments, thou shalt not covet. 
Bible also tells us that envy is a sin that God hates. And you don't want to develop envy in your life. And this is how it happens. It happens by you comparing yourself to someone else. You become envious of what is happening in somebody else's life. And I want to just tell you, friends, there's no need for us to be envious of anyone's blessings because God is not empty of blessings. I don't have to be envious of your blessing because the same God who blessed you will bless me. And I don't even have to be envious of wicked people, as the Bible says in Psalm 37. Not to be fretting at ourselves of evildoers. Need to be envious of workers of iniquity. Not to be envious about those who seem to be getting ahead, even though they may be practicing some unrighteous deeds to do so. I don't need envy to take root in my life because God has plenty abundance for me and you. So I don't have to be envious. And when I start to compare myself to other people, envy begins to take root in my life. And as a result of devaluing your uniqueness, doubting God's plan, and developing covetedness, we find ourselves getting outside the will of God. And that's where it really gets dangerous. Outside of God's will, trying to make it happen trying to do things outside of God's timing and outside of God's season, settling for less than what God has for us. All of these things develop when we began to compare ourselves to other people. We make moves that God does not plan and God does not approve for our lives. We develop plans that have not been approved or does not have the blessing of God. We develop ideas that we have not first set before the Lord and ask the Lord to give us direction concerning these ideas that we may have. We try to make it happen. And when we try to make it happen, we end up making a mess. So I've learned not to compare myself to anybody. I envy no one. I have learned that God's plan for my life is perfect. And I don't have to rush that plan. I can trust God's timing for that plan to unfold because his timing is perfect. I've learned that I don't have to be like anyone else. I can just be myself because I am unique. Overall, what I've learned is how to be thankful to God for who he made me to be. Thankful for the skills and abilities and the gifts that he's given to me. I've learned how to be thankful for the opportunities that God has provided me. No matter how small it may seem, I'm thankful for the opportunities that God provides me. I'm thankful for the purpose God has for my life. And I'm thankful for what God is doing in my life. And while thanking Him for what He's doing in my life, I've learned to be thankful for what He's doing in other people's lives as well. And I'm thankful that God knows me. He knows what I can handle. He knows what I can handle it. And I can trust his time to bring about his plan for my life. I celebrate what God does in others' lives. And I feel no pressure to be like them. No pressure 
to prove anything to others. All I want to do is be where God has planned for me to be, do what God has purposed for me to do, and watch God's plan unfold in my life. And I pray that you do the same thing because there's no need in you comparing yourself to anyone else. It's not good for you physically. It's not good for you mentally. It's not good for you emotionally. And it's not good for you spiritually. Be you. And in being you, God will be pleased. And that is enough. Thank you for listening. Bye-bye.